Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. And you welcome back to Ghana Connect tonight. We're uh, reassessing President Kufuado's commitment to the fight against illegal mining. Galam Se um, is uh, on the front banner tonight on Ghana Connect. Uh, let me tell you about who's connecting with us tonight. Uh, Dr. Solomon Owusu is uh, a mining consultant. Uh, hello, Dr. Solomon Owusu. Dr. Owusu, are you with us? Uh, and uh, we also do have uh, joining us uh, worship. Uh, we are fifth from Pong. He actually manages an NGO and uh, is he's very particular uh, about the environment. Uh, hello, Worship. It's good to see you here in the studio with us. Uh, we'll be getting into the details shortly. Uh, we'll have Arocha Ghana. Uh, Darrell Bosso will be joining us. And Kilsing uh, Aikens uh, is also a youth activist. We'll all be joining uh, the conversation 
um, to night here on uh, Ghana Connect. But by now, I'm sure that many of you have heard the president speak once more about the issue relating to illegal mining. Uh, and this whole conversation about Galamsey was taking to the Ashanti region, uh, where the president first off addressed the uh, national House of Chiefs, insisting that there must be a bipartisan approach in terms of dealing with this issue of illegal mining. Uh, then fast forward, the president engaged uh, all the MMDCs, uh, giving them a stern warning that no one will be protected this time around if we, um, of course, uh, wage that war once more to deal decisively with the issue of illegal uh, mining. So uh, two, on two occasions, just this week, we're getting the president speak about uh, illegal mining. But let me start off with you, uh, Worship. You're very passionate about the environment. And if you, in fact, uh, have been monitoring our platform throughout the week, uh, we highlighted how the destruction is still unabated. Uh, we have uh, river bodies being, being polluted. Uh, and, in fact forest reserves being depleted as a result of uh, illegal mining. Uh, and I'm talking about destruction for gold uh, produced by my colleague, Arrestus Asari Donko. Uh, and, and what touched me actually after that work was that he displayed in our studios uh, the, the variations in the coloration or turbidity level of the water bodies. And I'm sure you've seen that yeah. picture on, on social media as well. Uh, how did that come to you as someone who's very passionate about the environment? Well, a very good evening to you, Blessed, and thanks uh, to our cherished listeners. I particularly found um, that picture to be worrying because, mm. um, as you've already I- indicated, I am more concerned about the environment, mm. be it with our activities that um, lead to the degradation of the land, among a few other things. And when I saw it first, I thought that really we have crossed the border in fighting this um, illegal mine, illicit artisanal mining yeah. that we, yeah. we locally call it. And I, I thought that um, indeed we now need a collaborative, you know, and an overarching approach yeah. to begin to save the society. It's gradually moved away from just saving our forest reserves to now saving even the water that we have yeah. to drink. Yeah. And that is very problematic because I mean, since 2010 we've had a whole global momentum of a human right to water, equitable and, you know, easy access to water. And just when we are about accelerating and, you know, having a progressive um, concern about it, everything begins to go down again on us, particularly here in Ghana. Because you're never going to identify, we find it very difficult to identify which people are fully involved in this illegal mining, which regulators are allowing them to continue to do it without, you know, without the sight and the notice of the security agencies. Mm. And if this is how our water is, I honestly don't know. It's, you know, it's, it's going to double up our problem. Mm-hmm. Now, we'd have to solve the forest reserve issues. That's one. Yeah. Two, we'd have to find a way to purify our water away from all these hazardous, you know, toxins that are already inside. Three, we will now have to, in place of not, you know, having good water now, we have to now put institutions who would, be providing safe drinking water to individuals already. We already have uh, a, a problem with providing water to everyone in the country already. Now we are damaging what is left. In fact, uh, Worship, this conversation is, is just getting started. Uh, let me see if uh, Daryl Bosu with the Rocha Ghana is uh, with us tonight. Uh, hello, Daryl. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, work the lines uh, to try and get our colleagues uh, to, to join us to also uh, share their uh, concerns on this. Uh, Daryl, if you can hear me. Uh, welcome to Ghana Connect. 
Okay, uh, we'll get Daryl shortly. Uh, but then, <clears throat> for me, what actually touched me was the statement by the president indicating that the fight hasn't been easy. Yeah. Uh, and it goes to the heart of how, I mean, Tafir has been for successive governments to try and deal with this matter. When you look at the whole fight against illegal mining, uh, why not leave it to the private sector to tackle? It's also come up. I mean, it may not sound feasible. Mm. Uh, because of the political uh, will that's needed in this. Mm. But some say when you take this out of the political uh, reins, mm. then we'll begin to be t- talking serious business. What's your take on that? Well, I think uh, generally the whole political um, uh, masquerade is just uh, a way to allow the private people already work. These things are already being done by the private people. This mining is already being done by the private people. Right, they are just behind these political actors and then they are advancing their cause. So if we say that we generally have to now give it to them, we are just telling them that, hey, you have the carte blanche to do what you got to do now. And, you know, when you leave, you know, the whole business enterprise to sort of capitalist, it goes way beyond thinking about how to protect their end users, how to protect their customers. It goes about maximizing profit. And if they have to do everything to mine to get the gold, I I, dis, I would really be uh, skeptical if they'll pay attention to all the safety mining protocols that, that would need to safely mine our gold. There's the issue about the employment opportunities that the mining sector provides. And, and, and some other works have been done on this, highlighting how uh, illegal mining... Um, I shouldn't say illegal mining, Galam, say traditionally, traditionally as it yeah. was, um, came with some sort of mm. economic opportunities for uh, persons who, are, who find themselves in mining communities mm. and may not be able to go large scale. Yeah. Uh, and, and we don't want to lose sight of that, of that fact mm. as well. How do we get a fine balance to all of this? I mean, indeed, you touched on a very core part of what the, this issue is really about. Indeed, um, when I'm proud to come in here, you know, I was also reading a bit and mm-hmm. realized that over the years it's provided beyond 5 million people, right. giving them jobs, jobs and eradicating poverty from seven, several sectors of the, you know, the country. And so telling people that leave the job that is feeding you and your family mm-hmm. and go home because you are not doing appropriately, you know, for people who, are, who find themselves in that space, it will be very yeah. difficult for them to just get up and go when there's no alternative. There's no other occupation that they could hop on, right? So I think that we will probably need to enhance the scale of regulation because we've been a mining country for a long time since, you know, our, foref- our forefathers and all of them. This gun has been a gold coast. So... We understand that mining is a core part of our living. But then again, it is disrupting, you know, the safety of our environment. So we need to find a way of allowing these people, so to say, into safer places that would not lead to, you know, uh, the disruption of the environment. While they can also, you know, find some end meat out of it to be able to save their families, provide food on the table for many other people who depend on them. That's that's where I'm looking at it from because if you say that we should let them be, we shouldn't allow them to mind when we know that this is what feeds them. We don't have alternatives for them. It's going to be very difficult. So for certain areas that are very closer to, let's say, our water bodies yeah. that are going to create problems for us, we should exclude all those sectors. Mm. And then we should find ways of you know, providing 
safety mining you know protocols for them that yeah. moves away from the excessive use of mercury mm. and all those you know um toxic mm. chemicals and equipment that are used in mining uh, and uh, let me say that I see clearly that Daryl, um, who's with Arocha Ghana, is joining us now. Uh, and uh, quite a, a very strong message he's sending there using the back, back, backdrop of uh, a very green yeah. forest, I should say. That, that should be um, the Tano Nimuri Forest Reserve. But unfortunately, yeah. we're losing that to <laughs> what the Minerals Commission is telling us as illegal mining. Uh, Daryl, welcome. Hi, thank you, Blaise. Uh You would have to, first of all, uh, unmute for us so we can hear you. Uh, but um, now to the question about the political will to fight illegal mining. Uh, listening to the president again this week give that reassurance on two separate occasions. Are you refreshed and, and getting a sense that finally we're getting to work? Well, um, good evening, Blazer. And I, I think, and also to uh, the panel, the other gentleman on the panel, uh, who gets his name. I think the discussion on whether we are seeing a clear commitment, I would say, actually, no. And there was no hope, actually, in what the president said. I saw him repeat again and again a lot of the things he said when he was sworn into power in 2017. A lot of the statements and, and he said also to many of the chiefs he met on his way across the country. And if you also look at most of the things he reiterated in terms of asking for support from everyone, citizens, everyone, these were the same things that came out in um, the original dialogues on small-scale mining in 2021. So I expected a more, I would say, forward-looking action, something different from what we have already been doing for a long time, the usual rhetorics to more action and more statement of, um, I would say, sanctions for all um, agencies and institutions and individuals or officers who are resting on the, on the uh, sleeping on the job and allowing these things to happen but i didn't see that it was still the same thing we asked for everybody to support us and all of that and today we to say that if um, my own people like the dcs if there's evidence against them they won't be spared and all of that so for me i would say that we didn't get a clear political um assurance that we are ready to deal with this once and for all. And I keep saying that the way this mess is and the way as a state, we have so much authority, so much power. We control almost all the state agencies. The people in office are all, most of them are appointed by the government, the executive. If we really want to deal with this issue, we can do it in just one year. Uh, some say that is not a realistic timeline. Um, given how complex all of this is, you know it. The president concedes that it is not easy. Fighting Galamse can be really, really tough. You, you agree? Blessed, the, the complexities and the challenges we are having is all from coming from the government itself. We have a clear, we have clear laws, clear legal frameworks 
to deal with people who flout the laws on legal mining. And for those who want to mine, there are clear permitting regimes and regulations even for compliance. So what stops the state from applying the law to the letter as is? We have seen countless occasions where there has been opportunity for government to demonstrate that they are not going to tolerate any continuous flouting of the laws or any impunity. But in all such opportunities that came up, the government decided to say, to tell all of us that, well, I choose when to apply the law and when not to apply the law. And for as long as you keep doing that, you breed impunity and you see instances where a company that does not even have a permit takes it upon itself, takes the law into their own hands and fights a state agency that is supposed to be also doing their work. So I believe that it is not as complex as has been presented The complexity is coming from the very same people who are supposed to be making sure we deal with it, but are also the same people who are making sure we do not succeed. That is why it seems so complex. But otherwise, it's, it's for me, very straightforward and can be dealt with. Um, Daryl, let me bring in Dr. Solomon also now. Uh, because um, he's a mining consultant. So uh, at least he'll be able to tell us what goes into the mindset of all of these people who engage uh, in Galamse. Initially, and I need to stress that again, uh, Galamse wasn't an illegal um, issue at the start of it because people were just uh, gathering and selling. Uh, so, uh, Dr. Also, if you're with us, uh, run us through uh, that background and feed that into where we are today, where it's blown up to become a full industry uh, which is being tagged as illegal mining. Uh, how how do we how do we compare what's happened in the past and the type of galamse we are, we are witnessing now? Yeah, thank you so much, my brother. I think uh, you are right that initially nobody was stressing on galamse because they were using common pickaxe, shovel, spools, and you know, some some some. Um, rudimental equipment to mine that had a little effect on our water bodies. We couldn't even see the pollution, the alarming rate of pollution that we see right now. I think Galamse has been there since, you know, the old ages. Uh, I mean, that's why we used to call it Gokus. Ghana was Gokus because there were a lot of gold and people were mining. In 19... 87 or 1989, one of them, you know, yeah, um, I have to check. But either 1987 or 1989, the Rawlings regime passed that PNDC law to regularize the Galamse into the small-scale mining where people could go and get licenses. In 2006, President Kufo realized that people had interest in small-scale mining because, frankly speaking, it is a lucrative business, very lucrative business, that because of the global demand of gold and other heavy metals, you know, it has the market. And Ghanaians, once we have the gold in the ground, people decide to mine and sell so that they can put food on the tables for them, especially at this time that unemployment rate is very high. My brother, the 2006 
Mineral and Mining Act 2006 at 703. It states clearly that only Ghanaians can engage in small-scale mining. That's Ghanaians that are 18 years and above can engage in small-scale mining. Large scale is where we have these foreigners. Large scale like Newmont, Anglo Gold, Gofalls, Adamos, Goldenstein, all those mining companies. Now what we see, we have Chinese guys all over the place engaging in Galamse, illegal mining. And the president has seen all these guys in Ghana, especially Aisha one. The matter is in court, so I won't stress on it. Uh, yeah, but, but, remember but let, let's, let's be fair to foreign nationals, especially the Chinese. They've been... I mean, at the receiving end of what's uh, been termed as stereotyping, I mean, when the conversation comes up, we're very quick to say, well, it's the Chinese. No, but the point is, we have Ghanaians who bring those Chinese guys to Ghana. My brother, if a Chinese guy is coming from Wuhan, does he know any place called Manso Forest? Does the person know where to I, I, I mean, the road to pass and get into the forest with their excavators, champions, and all that. Our own Ghanaians and the law states is clear. The Act 703, Session 90, downwards, states clear that any Ghanaian who aids any foreigner to engage in illegal mining, the Ghanaian is also liable to punishment. But what do we see? Because the same MPP people bring those people down to Ghana, the law doesn't punish them. My brother, you remember that on August 28, 2019, the president, Nanado Dankwa Kufuado, assented into law that any Ghanaian who engages in illegal mining is supposed to go in jail for 15 to 20 years and foreigners liable for conviction 20 to 25 years. But the same president under his watch, they arrested Ashawan, being a foreigner, and they let her go, saying that because of some economic benefits we get from China. So if you arrest a Chinese, you let her go, and you arrest Ghanaians, you put them to jail, are you being selective in the application of the law? And that is the problem we have. And even within the Ghanaians. They've been arresting the employees. The good news now. The owners. Dr. Also, we have some good news now, isn't it? The Attorney General has clearly stated that all of the issues will be brought back. So it's not as though when, we've left the when, case. When are they going to bring the issues back and ensure that the writing is done? I mean, they've been saying all these things all the time. My brother, let's not pamper them. Let's not pamper them. We want to see action behind the words that they say. And that is where the interest is. My brother, okay, what about Chemaun to me? The Akunta mining. Please, have you heard about Akunta mining? Akunta mining, the minister has come up to declare that the operations are illegal. So if the operations are illegal, what do we do? To illegal miners. What does the law say about those engaging in illegal mining? And I'm the glad same that minister you are has been burning people's excavators, arresting people, 
Yes. And, and I'm glad that you're asking that question. Uh, in fact, uh, the conversation is just yes. uh, <laughs> about to get heated. So let's bring in some varied perspective on this. Uh, joining us is uh, okay. Kilson Akins. Uh, he's also a youth activist. Uh, joining us uh, on Ghana Connect. Um, no, no. Akins, the feeling uh, out there is... Uh, no, my brother. If we allow illegal mining to, to, to go on, to thrive, uh, it's got to bother us as the youth because that's our future being... I mean, shared by, by, by the older generation, they would make the most out of it. The future um, of our youth is at stake when it comes to um, illegal mining. So collectively, what, what should we be, be doing as the youth of this country uh, to also support government's attempt at clamping down on illegal mining? Oh, no, are you talking to me or another person? Oh, okay. Uh, um, let me make this clear to my uh, brother. Uh, Dr. Also, uh, yes. uh, 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 yeah, 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 and those with the requisite licenses to mine, that is the small-scale miners, both of them pollute water bodies and degrade lands. That is the fundamental problem. So the president has been chasing only illegal miners. What about those who acquire the lands? What standard operating procedures have they put in place for them to follow to ensure that they work without polluting the water bodies and degrading the lands? As I'm talking to you now, they don't have of the standard operating procedures, my brother. I have revealed all their procedures are not efficient and effective enough to address the problem. And that is the technical aspect of the problem that the president and the government needs to, the government needs to look at it critically and ensure that they engage the people with the requisite knowledge and experience to deal with it. If we are able to deal with the technical aspect, the rest will be monitoring and enforcement, and that will be the way to go. But the direction, the military approach, meeting the chiefs and all that, will not solve the problem. Okay, Doc, uh, since you are, you're raising the issue about the, about the multinationals, uh, those who have the requisite license, and in fact, I, I need to say that I'm staying on with you a bit longer because um, you'd be taking leave of us. I'll, I'll bring in Daryl and uh, worship shortly. Uh, the, the last point I'd want to deal with you uh, with uh, has got to do... Uh, with uh, these multinationals that you're talking about and how they could actually help in tackling the issue of illegal mining. Uh, are you by this statement saying that we need to take a serious look at the operations uh, because partly there are issues happening uh, bothering on, on the safety of our environment, uh, which we are, we're not paying attention to? Yes, one, the law says that no foreigner should engage in small-scale mining, period. That is the law, and the law should be enforced. So all the foreigners should be flushed out. That's number one. You should be arrested and prosecuted. Based on President Kufuado's uh, 2019 uh, improvement of the law. The second thing that we should look at is, my brother, we mine gold in China. China is the largest producer of gold in the world. People don't know. Why don't they pollute their water bodies and degrade their lands? But why are they in Ghana polluting our water bodies and degrading our lands? Because we have allowed it. 
Number two, United States, where I live right now, we are the third gold producing country in the world. Where I work is a mining company. I can show you my pay slip and everything for you to see that I'm a mining person, mining consultant here. So we don't pollute water bodies. We don't degrade lands. I have come to study both practical and then, you know, academic to the point of, you know, doing PhD in mining. I am telling them that we can operate in environmentally friendly manner as we do in the United States. They don't want to budge. They don't want to listen because they benefit from the impunity. They benefit from the the the, uh, 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 the way they operate right now. Because we will spend money from what they get. I mean, their process. They will use part of it for the reclamation and the protection of the water bodies. So if they get a profit of, let's say, $1 million right now, if we implement that, they will get something like 500 which is also good, which is good for everybody. But because of greediness and all sort of selfishness and all that, they don't want to do the right thing. And that okay. is the problem. That is what uh, the, uh, the president uh, right. needs to look at. Uh, Doc, I wish you could stay a bit longer, but unfortunately you're leaving us. Uh, let me bring in worship now, um, listening to Doc. It, it appears that um, there's even an option for us to, to do sustainable mining. is something Daryl is not very much uh, for, but we'll get into that. What's your take on, on what he said so far? Doc um, had the same mind before even coming here, but what I had in mind, uh, what I was indicating is what Doc was literally talking about that we can essentially advance eco-friendly mining activities that will save our environment and will not lead us into disrupting the environment that we're seeking to protect. Because as much as gold is a resource, water is as well. So why do we have to spend enough damaging as our environment because we're after gold? And then the next years to come, we'll have to spend billions of cities again to repair the damage that we could have prevented. And that's what the issue is. And so if indeed there are better mining options that we can adopt, there are better eco-friendly mining options that we can adopt, then we should rather go for them instead of, you know, using all these other ones that are disrupting the environment and destroying our forest reserves, our water bodies, and, you know, increasing the turbidity, the color, the to- total, you know, um, solids, suspended solids in the water, and then going to cause health issues to the people that are living close to it. And uh, I need to state that um, Daryl Daryl is saying, well, I never said I'm against uh, illegal mining. Uh, Daryl, let me choose my words no. carefully. Yes. You are highly yes, yes. skeptical uh, about Listen, let me still, still trying to do mining in a very sustainable way. I, I need to choose my words carefully. But, but just no, explain that. Out I think, for I think, us, I yes. think let's, let's, let's clarify that. The thing is that the reality is that you cannot say that you you wouldn't mind. I mean, every country has got mineral resources. And at some point in the life of a country, you need to choose um, how you use your resources. And that includes also its minerals. And I believe that you need to do that, taking into consideration the trade-offs. Because if you look at mining, the same areas of mining is happening these are also farmlands. These are also watersheds. These are also habitats providing other crucial public services. So if you want to mine, you need to ask yourself, what is a trade-off? 
And in doing that um, calculation, the cost-benefit analysis, then you choose to decide that, okay, there are certain places within our landscape that we can mine, but other places we cannot. And even where we choose to mine, we need to have a policy or a regime that ensures that the land can be put back to functional uses for either food and cropping services or even for water services once again. Because we shouldn't forget that mining is a very destructive enterprise that can displace um, farming, that can displace water, watershed services, it can displace um, forests, and eventually also can even displace even its social economic dynamics that exist in a community. Because at the end of the day, when mining takes place in a community, it brings in so much um, revenue within a short time, people's life change all of a sudden. And then everybody wants to do things that they've not even been exposed to. Then when the gold finish, the life after gold then becomes very miserable. We've seen several examples even in Ghana here. So you ask yourself, at what cost are we choosing as a country to mine all our productive spaces and displace every other services? And that is where, as Dr. Wusu said, you need to put in very pragmatic, I would say, uh, protocols to ensure that the person mining does not displace the person who needs water. The person mining does not displace the farmer. The person mining does not also displace the habitat, which is also providing other services like climate amelioration and other things, which is all very crucial for our sustenance. So it's a matter of you balancing the sheets, the cost benefit. And that is why within our mining regime, we think that it is very crucial that we put in very stringent measures to ensure that okay. every mine. Every miner should be responsible to fix the mess they leave behind. But at the moment, the mining regime allows small-scale miners to dig up a place and there's no obligation or compulsion on them through the existing compliance and, and mechanisms for them to rehabilitate the land or reclaim it. Leaving most lands unrehabilitated, farmers go back to the land that has been just dug and then they start popping on it so our food system now gets to be uh, traced with um, heavy metals, which likely could have impact on our health in the future. So I think that it's an issue of balancing the sheet and asking ourselves what is the trade-off. Otherwise, a country should justifiably have access to its mineral resources. So, so for, for, those, uh, for those who may not get that mental picture about what Galamse is and what it is that we're talking about, I, I mean, some of us didn't grow up in communities that had this activity. Let's try and paint that mental picture, Daryl. Just stay with us. Um, my colleague, Samuel Kujabrais, is joining us. Um, He's growing up in in the western region. This is mm. this is um, an area. Uh, okay, I don't. I want to be fair to all those who come from the western region because I I, I still want to go there and live there peacefully anytime I, I intend to visit my friends there. So uh, let me be safe here by choosing my words carefully. This is an area uh, that has some. Um, uh, element of um, illegal mining reporting, ah, managing from it's, there. So it's, it's so, huge. Yeah. You, so you, so, so yeah. someone just just help us understand mm-hmm. this. Growing up, mm-hmm. how the issue of Galamse was, mm. and looking at what's happening now. Just just um, take us through that timeline, mm-hmm. and then we'll be able to feed into the conversation. When I was young, mm-hmm. we we had a community called in Swaim, which is about twenty five thirty minutes from my community. Mm-hmm. That's where all of us were going. I mean, the young people and people who were involved in Galamse were going, and that's that's a pit, pit mining. So, like, someone has dug about ten like electric poles underneath Down. the ground, and the right. person is wow. there 
mining to bring to the uh, to uh, to the fall rocks where we crush and then you know you extract the gold from it so that one i mean we didn't know water body we didn't know, know forest you only have to gather the courage to descend <laughs> into the bottom of the earth right. about you know, hundred. And we need to say that mostly you're doing this without any precautionary measures. Right? No, 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 you're, you're no, no, no. It, it is not. Mm-hmm. It is not. You know, they just go there, and then that's why sometimes when it caves in, people do die because right. you only use wood to support the earth as you go down. That's so right. yeah, yeah. So there are there are wood that you 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 know erect in the space to ensure that it supports the the hole that you are creating underneath the earth. Wow. So you know you would see a small hole on the on the surface of the or on the ground, but when you go deep, it's a big area where Space. a lot of people are who are mining. Now um, that's what was the, the the case, and then until later, when people started going into the river bodies, and it it only happened when they realized that the local politician was going there without punishment, because first it was. If me, I didn't have the courage, so I never went into the into right, the right. That, that 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 hole. Yeah. I had friends who go and they would, they would come and narrate to you. Sometimes right. they even come with pictures, videos, and you, you see them. Right. So that was the practice until this whole water thing. So, came. so now what's and even changed river, about river it? bodies that yeah. I used to drink when mm. I was a student. Mm-hmm. It's now being mined in, and the, the water is, is so, gone. So now what's changed about it? Is it the, the issue about technology? What exactly yes, has changed? I about think it's it? technology. You know, when people made them aware that you can set up, they call it boat, and the boat use a chamfer machine, and you set it up with, uh, there's a rod mm-hmm. that you put deep in, in, in the earth of the, of the okay, river. The river bed, the, right. I mean, yeah, the river bed, good. Mm-hmm. And that brings the, the material that you need for you to wash. When you say washing, you're using water to go over the, the, the material so right. you can get the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. tiny particles that, that's the gold of materials gold, yeah. you're looking for. And then you use mercury, you put mercury in it, you wipe it on the surface. And, and that's the, the mercury, level of distraction going exactly, on just exactly, in yes. one place. Yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, they are digging the whole the, the riverbed mm-hmm. in, the, in the river and they are still using the mercury in the same river. Mm-hmm. So, that is how it is. I, I'm, I'm assuming that the only way people could have adopted that was when they saw that there's technology to do that. Mm-hmm. And when they saw someone doing it without punishment, because that river body called River Butre where I was drinking, right. I mean, it was there was no mining around mm-hmm. it in the, in the year 2002-2003. We didn't hear of it until right. lately that it happened. So I think when the foreigners came in with the technology, then people lent it. Okay, here's what I would also say. Mm. That um, for a long time, mm. we haven't dealt with the issue as a matter of illegality. Mm. We're complaining now mm-hmm. because we're seeing the effects on our river bodies. Yes. Th- that could partly be the, be the challenge. Yes, uh, because, of, because you've, you've lived in those environments. I'm sure mm. that at the time, anyone engaging in Galamse would, would be... Um, will be very much welcome in the community. Um, yes, because you see, like I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, at that time, when you go to the, I mean, deep into the air to bring right. the rock, you were not polluting any water body because even that extraction is done in the homes. When you come to our homes, you dig, you, 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 you dig two holes. And so, then so you, in many communities in the yeah, homes, yeah, you, you find that? Yeah, there is yeah. no homes. When you come to our ground country where I live, there are a lot of these sites, a lot of these shops where you grind the stones and you extract the gold in the homes. It doesn't, the water doesn't go into even, it doesn't go into your home. It doesn't go anywhere. So as for that, there wasn't any m- much major issue with it. 
But it is when we saw the alluvial mining. still distraction anyway. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. As for that, mm-hmm. there was. I mean, because when you get a site, yeah. you have to clear the, the trees there. But what I know of in Swahim is like a community that has been there for a long time. So, but I'm, I, I still know that when you find a virgin forest where there is gold, they yeah. go in there. Yeah. But you have the security people chasing them because there were stories of how people have to run for their lives right. in those days. Right. But we failed to nip the bud in the bud, you know, like... uh, Nip it in the bud. Yeah, nip it in the bud. I mean, contain the situation Mm -hmm. when it started. For example, when we realized that people were going to the river bodies, that's when we should have been serious about curtailing it. Mm -hmm. But we looked on and people saw it. People put in money. Politicians put in money. And it gave some other people like myself. I'm not saying me, but I'm I'm talking about (laughs) young people, my colleagues, the impetus to say, let's go into it because this man, Mm -hmm. this big man is involved. When they come, because this man is here, he's our surety. Okay. Is anybody who goes into it will look for a big man and say, ah, this man is in it. He's my security. Because of him, we would never be, uh, you know, uh, dragged out of this. this so this, this so now we get the story of how this whole thing is being tied to the politicians. So let's get to the politicians, shall we? I'll start off with you, Worship. Uh, are we being fair to the political class, are we are we being fair to, for instance, uh, the president, uh, the new governing new patriotic party? In fact, the NDC is also sharing in the blame. Uh, our MPs, DCs, uh, in fact, the DCs are currently the subject of discussions, and even our chiefs. But I'll leave our chiefs uh, for another leg of the discussion. We'll, we'll tackle the issue of the chiefs. So let's start with the political class. Are we being fair to them if we indeed know that this is a matter that concerns everybody? I mean, we've normalized it until now that it's becoming a problem for us. I actually think we've even been gracious to them. Pleasant. We've been super gracious to them. You know, you know, in Ghana, there would only be mm-hmm. a chance that a foreigner will be able to carry out a particular activity and go unnoticed. And that is because the law has turned a blind eye. Mm. It's easier to make a law. It's easier to go to parliament and say, oh, yeah, let's pass this. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and do all those things. The difficult part Mm -hmm. of having a law is its implementation. And so if people are able to mine without having uh, license, license for reconnaissance, Mm -hmm. license for mining, license Mm -hmm. for exploration, Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't really be dragged by the law, then other people, like you're saying, get the motivation to also continue. Uh, and yeah, so some people say, well, you, they are employing people, and so you also don't want to get till um, that opportunity for a lot of people who will still come back and vote for you, the politician. You, you hear the president talk mm. about the fact that mm. clearly, when it comes to votes, he's lost a number of votes. So yeah. he's, in fact, telling us that he would have uh, won by landslide victory uh, in the last elections, but for his fight against mm. illegal mining. I disagree. You know, that's, a, that's my favorite part of mm-hmm. a, the maxims of equity. It says yeah. that he who comes to equity must come with clean hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. You do not, you know, think that because you're providing employment for the people, you can bypass the system. It's a sure way of telling the people that the system is ineffective. The system is weak. Mm. And once we've recognized the bureaucratic inefficiencies in the, in the system, mm. then it's way easier for everything to be formalized. And so, indeed, they may have lost, you know... Um, some votes. Some votes mm-hmm. But those votes represent a greater part of the... Mind of you, the, if you lose the votes, you're going out of office. But what is the objective from the mining <laughs> from the place? They're reaping excessively. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, this 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 is a, a very sensitive conversation. When we're having it, you, mm. you need to look at all the, the, sites, the, all the yeah, sites yeah. involved. Mm. But this conversation on illegal mining, this illicit artisanal you know, mining has been 
in the system ever since all okay. the political let, parties of you know let, let me let me put daryl yeah. to a test mm. now and daryl i'm assuming now that mm. okay i'm giving you that part to be to act as the president of the country uh, for a minute <laughs> then you have <laughs> chairman to me who happens to be a, a stalwart of the party supported mm. you all throughout your period mm. uh, when you were campaigning at the time perhaps you may not even mm. have all the all the funds to do the campaigning in your stronghold the ashanti region mm. and you're finding out now after all the years of support that he's been mining in an area that is uh, tagged as uh, a no-go zone. It's uh, illegality. If you were the president, what would you be doing by now? Well, your preamble is really pushing me to the wall. <laughs> I guess that is another thing we are confronted with. But you also want to, I mean, ask yourself, which is a greater responsibility on you as a head of state. This is one individual, and you need to, like the president said, if he's put his uh, his presidency on the line and one individual seems to be pushing you out of office, I will take the action in the interest of the people. Because as a president, you are there for all Ghanaians, not just for one person. And for me, that responsibility should be high on your on your mind and agenda in everything that you do. Because, yes, the, the mineral is vested in you, but it's in trust for the people. So I will take that action to um, take a decision that will benefit the masses. And I guess that is where we will differ in terms of our approach in dealing with the, 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 the current actions of Wuntumi, who is very much connected to the president. But that said, I will say that I mean, the question on the political actors and the extent to which we put a lot of blame at their doorstep. I think that, that let's be real here also the fact that, I mean, these political leaders or actors have also come to see that is a quick way to get the youth to be engaged in jobs. And for as long as you allow them to work, you can also show up your political, I would say, uh, opportunities. And that is how come I mean, you, you heard the president and even the previous government talk about when when I come to power, I will let all those who have been arrested go free and on amnesty for those who are arrested on the Galamsey. So they know what it's this they, they tend to get from. Darryl, you're simply finding a, a diplomatic way of avoiding my question. I, I was making for a minute, uh, no, I, thought, I mean, giving I you that I chance to be, to be a president. If, if you I were the president, and you see, and, and in fact, I'm saying that that's how hard it is for the president now. I mean, no, giving the way. I thought my response was very clear. I indicated that I know I'm, as, I'm a president for the people, not just for one individual. And I will take action that will benefit the whole country and not one that would just um, give an opportunity to one person and to, to get away with all of these mess that he's been causing. So for me, this is where I would act differently. And so I am not dodging a question at all. I am only saying that yeah. we need to know our role and the responsibility given to us as yeah. political leaders. We are there not to um, amass wealth for ourselves, but to act in the interest of citizens. And in all instances, when we are confronted, this is how we have to give. I know, I, and, and I hear that I... There is also this thing that, um, I mean, you, you don't really know how power is until you are in certain positions. Mm. And power can easily corrupt. So we, we, 
Possibly. Um, I mean, the president was was more right. really for the masses, but as time went, when it comes to Galamse, he's not able to stamp okay. his feet down uh, to, to deal with let's, the issue. Let's wrap up uh, by taking on our chiefs as well. I I do not want to talk about some names. I mean, some persons have made statements. They've been banished from their communities. Uh, but we still need to talk about the chiefs, uh, irrespective of how uncomfortable uh, it makes all of us as a community. And, and Dr. Solomon, also, if you're with us, uh, you might want to start that off uh, for us. Let's talk about our chiefs. Exactly what should we demand from them when we're getting to learn, um, for instance, from... Uh, to the second who's even telling us bringing a fresh perspective into this uh, to say that look we don't take the taxes we don't take, take um, we don't we are not the ones even the, the licenses so uh, if that's the case why criticize our chiefs and how complicit are they in, in this whole um, issue of illegal mining so what should let, let's start off with you then the issue about our chiefs yeah they, they've made the argument, and it's been on countless occasions. They, they, they don't give the orders. They don't control the police. They don't take. They don't take any. Well, the royalties, yes, some way somehow they benefit <laughs> from it from the legal ones, yeah. not the illegal ones. Yeah, so, true. the chiefs, how, how do we deal with them? How do we also urge them to support the fight against illegal mining? I, I, I find their responses <laughs> not to be laudable enough mm-hmm. because, in fact, we know by law the chiefs are not the authorizing agencies to you know to gave licenses yeah. to these miners to mine. But just like the president remarked yesterday, yeah. but 80% of the lands in the country are still in the in the custody of our chiefs. And we know how, you know, our chiefs love to exercise, you know, power over their terrain. That someone would definitely not come to a place where there's a chief and would mine without the notice or the awareness of the chief. is impossible. Mm-hmm. And so given that you are aware and then you are privy to all the disruption to the environment, you should be concerned. Mm-hmm. Right? You should be concerned. Yeah. And you know, sometimes we often want to make it appear as though generally when we talk about the government, it's the president seated mm-hmm. at the Jubilee House. Mm-hmm. The government is literally all of us. And given that you are closer to the effect of the process than the president, you are required to actually take charge and be responsible enough in the process. Mm. I mean, I also wouldn't want to say anything that would get me banished where I'm seated anyway, but <laughs> you definitely are in charge yeah. of whatever is going on. And then yeah. you have to ensure that one, if it's beyond, you are providing mm-hmm. real, mm-hmm. you know, time information. Mm-hmm. And then we're also providing actionable insights in mm. protecting Yeah. Right, because all these chiefs, you know, inadvertently benefit from whatever is going on, and it makes it very difficult for them to mm. contribute their quota in fighting whatever yeah. is going on. Yeah. And so, we will not give them an, an, an escape route mm. out of the whole pro- mm. process. Mm. And the whole but problem. but they still have to join the fight. They are definitely a major part of the fight. Well, on a scale uh, from from one to ten, I mean, in terms of the, the that that urgent need for the chiefs to join the fight how how dire is it if we don't have our chiefs um, on joining the fight against illegal well, I'll give them a full 7 out of mm, 10 mm. because like I mentioned earlier just to wrap up for yeah. you I mentioned earlier it's difficult for someone to get into any part of this country to exercise you know right on a land mm. without the attention of the chiefs chief, yeah. it's difficult and so they are aware once you are aware mm. you should be the one in charge of that spot to mm. solve the issue before okay. it so, so Daryl in just a minute uh, take, take this aspect for me the constitutional implications the fact that there's a superseding provision uh, that um, the president holds in trust all of our natural resources so ultimately he has the power to act not the chiefs 
Well, I think I'm happy you eventually concluded with the fact that ultimately he has the power to act. The authority and responsibility as enshrined in our constitution and various acts. If you look at the Minerals Act 703 as amended, all the authority and responsibility lies with our president. And I have to say this, our chiefs have a lot of power. But if you say our chief should also get really active in addressing Galamse, this is what is likely to happen. The state would go ahead, process concessions and all of that. They come to a location, the chiefs don't want it. If the private company insists, then the chief will also amass the people in the community and then there's a clash. I mean, the case of that the Asamai Tamfui was just a, a typical example where a group says they're doing community mining and then also there is this um, tax force set up by the Ochehene who, who works in the Echebi um, um, areas also went to the ground and said these guys who are supposedly doing community mining are actually illegal miners. So yes, we need to recognize that our chiefs have power but they are only respecting the existing legal regime to ensure that the state who has agencies and institutions in place to regulate mining actually play their role. The chief can also say that nobody should come and do any mining on their land, which is, is a fair thing. I know of a few chiefs and communities where the chiefs stood their ground. They didn't want mining to happen there. The next thing we knew, they sent police there to quell a, a community uprising. And before we realized, they were launching community money in those areas. So eventually, you realize that the power and authority for what happens and also what should happen will lie with the president or the executive and, and, and the government of, of, of the day. So before we wrap up, let, let's get to some of the messages uh, coming through. Um, this one is from Sami. Sami is listening in Kumasi. Sami says, I think we should stop wasting our precious time uh, discussing the um, ascendancy of uh, Galamse activities because uh, those who are doing it are the very people who claim to be uh, fighting the menace. So that's the message coming through from uh, Sami. A lot more of you have been commenting on this. Uh, it, this one is coming through from uh, Don Miki Dringano. Uh, he says that, uh, blessed, I want to believe that um, the most vast areas, um, illegal mining or cares, are found in the Ashanti region uh, where the king is respected to the core. Uh, whatever he says is what is obeyed. If indeed anyone wants to fight Galamse, uh, the ultimate approach is to involve the uh, Asantehin himself to uh, issue his fiat, which um, never, nevertheless uh, receives um, uh, some objections. Okay, I'm not too clear with that, but I guess uh, you're just asking the chiefs to intervene. Um, let's do this one coming through um, from... We're unable to get the name right now. We'll get that to you uh, shortly. But uh, it's actually from uh, Adoli uh, listening somewhere around Aoshi. Adoli says, uh, uh, please, Joy FM, um, the government should deport all Chinese and, and foreign national uh, who have no business doing in Ghana and are doing Galamse. They should all be deported from 
uh, the shores of this country. Uh, look at what uh, the ambassador is telling us. Instead of cautioning their nationals, uh, look at what he is saying. Uh, Ghana itself, um, uh, it appears um, that we're, we're using, you're actually using some words that I cannot <laughs> right now use on radio. Uh, so thank you for sending that one through. Uh, this one says, um, good evening. Um, since day one, we have been saying that the new patriotic party and the leadership of the party, they are, uh, I mean, talkatives, look at what we're going through. Uh, this economic hardship and the issue of uh, Galamse posterity will judge us all. Thank you all for sending your messages through. Uh, let's wrap up a minute each. Uh, okay, we don't have a minute, so 30 seconds. Worship, let me start off with you and then I'll wrap up with Daryl. So um, I generally would say that uh, I think the fight for Galamse to end has been on the rise I mean, for mm. a long time. And it is important that now more than ever we are proactive right. than being reactive in mm. the process. Uh, and for you, Daryl? I was, I was saying that we have an opportunity. If the president is saying we should work with him and all of that, he should also try and work with the citizens. That's mm. what for me is important. All right, then. Uh, I'm grateful uh, to Daryl Bosu, Deputy uh, Director at uh, Rocha Ghana. Uh, also to uh, worship Yafiru Frimpong. He is uh, very passionate about the environment and manages an NGO. Uh, Dr. Solomon also joined us from the United States of America, also a mining consultant. Uh, Ghana Connect uh, returns next week. I am blessed to so log on to myjoyonline.com for uh, more updates on what we're talking about here at Galamsey and all of the issues I have there for you. easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Joy 99.7 FM. The Black Stars are on the back foot, but the last take tackle from K5 saves the day. He finds the flamboyant wonder kiss sonnet. Pegas was it, but his fourth favorite for charge to a flashing hole. But it's a cracking goal from Kia. They had to come to the party and they did it in grand style. Delivering 10 trips to the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Buy any Kia from Random Motors in September and October and you could be on your way. Walk into any Random Motors showroom. For more information, call 0249-911-444. This promo is supported by Adidas, Coca-Cola, Qatar Airways, Caveman, and is being run on the NLA Caritas platform. Terms and conditions apply. Kia, movement that inspires. Your television is so clear. <laughs> when it's clear, it's just NASCO, okay? Now tell me, my son, yes, daddy. what do you want to be in the future? I want to be a footballer. The sky's the limit. Believe in you, you are a champion. I'm a champion. Champion. I'm a champion. Champion. This football season, you are a champion with NASCO. As NASCO Electronics is activating a full factory sales. Come for your best brand, NASCO. Best quality, best service. For this football season, you, your friends, and family can watch your games on the NASCO television. Televisions are satellite and comes with free decoders and 4K picture quality with HD+. Get yours from a NASCO outlet near you. Call 0242-439-437. You are a champion. Save your money and buy the best brand, NASCO brings home happiness. Joy 99.7 FM.
A great good evening to you wherever you find yourself. You're live with Joy 99.7 FM and we're bringing you the fourth edition of the Qatari Quest Quiz powered by Joy Sports, obviously, and brought to you by NASCO. Bring home happiness. My name is George Addy Jr. Tonight I sit in for your regular quiz master, Nathaniel Atto, and we're going to, you know, together try to pick a winner tonight, see if our contestants can take home some lovely prizes that we've got for them. And also, for those of you at home, you'll be able to learn one or two about the World Cup. It's all part of our build-up to the World Cup in Qatar. And uh, you just don't only want to watch the games and enjoy commentary and all that we've got for you. You also want to keep in your head some very good information. And this is a wonderful chance for you. So I've got here a fantastic crew to make sure you're fine. But before I even go forward, I have to tell you about NASCO HD. NASCO HD, yes. Um, when the pictures on the television are so clear, then it's clear. It's oh, I mean, it's NASCO okay. Now, uh, this is the football season, and you are a champion with NASCO, as NASCO Electronics is activating a full factory prize sale for your best brand, NASCO. Get a NASCO television this season, because NASCO gives you the best quality and the best service. For this football season, you, your friends and family can watch your games on a NASCO television. All NASCO televisions are satellite and come with free decoders with 4K HD plus picture quality. Get yours from a NASCO outlet near you. You can call this number 0242-439-437. Save your money, but you can also remember to buy the best brand. NASCO, bring home happiness. I'll take a very, very short break. It should be a relaxing break for, for you on a Friday night, especially after all the talk. And it will also give our contestants the chance to relax their nerves a bit and uh, take it very easy after all. It's, uh, it's, it's supposed to be an exciting quiz tonight. So let's take this spot of music. And when we come back, we get into the quiz proper. Hello and welcome. We'll just to find out uh, what they are overdosing here, <laughs> how it's going in terms of the questions. I'll be introducing my guests and, in fact, the contestants shortly and tell you about the rules of the game. Plus, 
Uh, see if we can ask you a few questions. Those of you who are listening in, let's see how good you are. But we're ready for the quiz proper now.